going on, everybody? Welcome to the Speed Limit 155 live stream. I'm not going to call it a podcast because I don't know if I'm actually going to start this as a podcast, but you never know. I've got several other podcasts on other channels, so maybe. Uh, if you're new to the channel, which probably you are because it's a, a, a new channel, um, welcome. Welcome to Speed Limit 155. And um, if you guys are over from our main channel, which is Ghost Tactical, uh, if you're interested in guns and all of that stuff, uh, that's our main channel. It's called Ghost Tactical. If you want to go check that out, we invite you to do that as well. But we started this up because I've always been a, a, a big car person, but, um, you know, really just kind of wanted to start having some fun doing talking cars and getting maybe away, not away from the gun stuff, but uh, just have some fun with the other part of my life. And I enjoy cooking and cars and, and guns and all that stuff. So we, <laughs> we started this channel up and, we're going to have some fun with it and um yeah so we're 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 definitely going to be talking uh, a lot of cars and all that stuff so uh like i said if you're out there in the live chat welcome to the dark side we hope to entertain you a little bit and talk cars if uh, if you're out there let us know you're out there by saying something in the live chat we don't know that you're out there unless you do so uh kind of give you a background my name is trey um so uh my love of cars has started Back when I was a kid, I remember my my grandfather had a, a Trans Am, and uh, I loved that car. I really wanted that to be my first car, um, but it didn't happen. My first car was a 1965 Mustang, and I've had some really great cars in my life, so I'm really fortunate in that. Um, some interesting cars and some fun cars and all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, my first car was a... A 1965 Coupe 289 engine in there is pretty good. I got it when I was 13. When my grandfather died, he left uh, a little bit of money to maybe go buy a first car. So I found this Mustang and spent the next few years. It was in decent shape. I mean, it ran, uh, but it needed some work and all of that. And, uh, so we spent the next few years, my dad and I, and, and fixed it up and paint job and all that stuff. And got it ready to roll by the time I was 16. And uh, had that and then moved into a, a my dad was a big Mustang person. Um, I, I like Mustangs. I don't have a problem with Mustangs, uh, but he was a big Mustang person. And um, so the next car was a 1990 Mustang 5.0 convertible. And uh, that was the 25th anniversary model of the Mustang. So that was a pretty cool thing to have. I uh, had that. I uh, had had the 65 Mustang up to about 10 years ago. We, we sold it to one of my daughter's friends when she was getting ready to turn 16 and loved the car and uh, all that. Her dad was a car guy, so he was going to add power steering to it and all that stuff um, for her. And then had the 90 Mustang until about probably about five or six years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Probably maybe yeah, about seven, eight years ago, actually. And, um, and then ended up with an 89 Jeep Wrangler. Loved that thing. That thing was a beast. Had it jacked up on Mickey Thompson's. Had the, had the, the lights on the bar up top. And was a fun little off-roading uh, thing. Uh, I grew up in, in Plano, Texas, which is outside of Dallas. So there's a lot of ranch. A lot of friends had ranches and all that. We did a lot of fishing and, and all that stuff out of ranches. So having the Jeep was, was a nice thing to have back then. Um, then uh, joined the Marine Corps. And spent some time in the Marines. While in the Marines, I, I ended up getting a 95 um, 
Land Rover Discovery. And I love that. We had that for several years. Unfortunately, um, it was an, a five-speed manual, which I love. Getting married and, and, and having a kid a few years later, uh, my wife does not drive sticks. So it was not practical. It was a great practical family vehicle. But uh, she couldn't drive a stick, so we had to go and get something different. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're out there in the chat, like I said, uh, first live stream we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to turn this into a podcast or not, but uh, we're going to have some fun. If you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say hello. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. Uh, but welcome to Speed Limit 155. Once again, my name is Trey. I live in Arkansas right now. I grew up in Dallas and background on cars kind of going through my timeline with cars so I had a 65 mustang had a 1990 mustang 5.0 convertible had an 89 jeep wrangler then moved into um 95 land river clover tech cards and he says he much prefers manual so do i um you know I, i've i've got a car now um that's got a six-speed manual and i love it my wife does not drive stick so um one of those things to where um, she's never really been, been interested in learning. We've been married for almost 27 years and she's never really been interested in learning. So it is what it is. And in today's day, you're not going to be able to find a whole lot of, of manuals that are out there unless you're talking sports cars. And even the sports cars now are, are more of the automatic manual transmission with the paddles and all of that. Um, you're not going to find too many actual shifter manuals. <coughs> My buddy Clover, go check out Clover Tech. Um, if you're interested in the gun side, like, like I said with Ghost Tactical, he's got a great gun channel there called Clover Tack. Um, if you're into sports cards, uh, trading cards and all that, not cars, but cards, uh, go check out, check out Clover Tack cards over there. I don't know if you want to jump in or not, but I'm going to put the, I guess, I, I mean, I can invite whoever I want because, uh, I can put the link up there if you want to jump in, bro. Um. It is up to you. I gotta figure it out on my phone, so it's kind of hard to figure some of this out. Uh, let's go to here. Go to post column. There we go. So I don't know, Clover, if you've got time and you want to jump in, you're more than welcome to. There's the the link to jump in. But yeah, so moved into the 95 uh, Land Rover Discovery. Loved it. Had it for a few years, probably about four years. Once again, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like I said, we got rid of it because my wife couldn't drive stick and, and with a family vehicle and all that. So we ended up from there graduating to a 1999 Lincoln Navigator, which is probably still today my, my wife's favorite vehicle that she had. And it was beast it was great had it for about 10 years um uh i don't know if he's gonna jump in or not uh he he's a ford guy uh, for sure clover tech is a ford guy oh show um he's a mustang guy he's still got a he's got a mustang and he he's uh well if he jumps in we'll let him talk about what he's got now but he's got a pretty cool little car that he got a year or two ago i guess um, I think he's jumping in. There he is. Let's add him to the stream. What's up, bro? Hey, man. Yeah, we're just kind of, I'm talking a little bit about the kind of my car history as far as the lineup of the cars that I've gone through and, 
uh, kind of ended at the 99 Lincoln Navigator they had for about 10 years because my wife couldn't drive stick, so she didn't. I think she loved the Land Rover, but she couldn't drive it. It was a five-steep manual, which I love, but she couldn't drive it. And with a two-year-old child, we went ahead and got the 99. Uh, and 99, we got a, a new Land, uh, Lincoln Navigator, which I loved, and she had that for about 10 years. And then I had a couple cars in between there for, for me, you know, um, yeah, I, I ended up with a Pontiac G6 for a couple years with that thing. Tell you what, that had a little V6 in it, and that thing would motor. It would Man, motor. The Pontiacs were. I tell you what, what was the minivan? The Pont- remember the Pontiac minivan? Um, I remember the Plymouth one. I didn't know Pontiac <sighs> had one. Yeah, let me go. Let me go look it up. Pontiac minivan. I got an aunt yeah. that had one. Um, transport. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Transport, I think is what it was. She had yeah. the she had the souped up transport though. Uh, and it may not have been a transport, but I'm just saying she had yeah. picture the G six but the minivan. Okay. All right. Right? This thing, the suspension, the handling, like this thing was it was amazing for a minivan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that G6 for a few years. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a, it was a fast little car that got really good gas mileage. Um, and I got it for pretty cheap. A buddy of mine um, had a, a car dealership, and this came in on trade. It was maybe like six months old. I don't know if it was even like – I don't even know if it was like an owner or if it was one of those like demos that like – people that worked for Pontiac, like the, they had as a company car for like six months and it only had like 4,000 miles on it, you know? Uh, so I got a really good deal on it and I drove the shit out of it and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fast. Like it was fast and handled really well, but it was a Pontiac. So had a lot of little things like happen, not, not with the engine or thing. It was just like the little like pieces of plastic and, and all that stuff. But I enjoyed that car. Yeah. Um, and then got a Dodge Durango. Um, had that Dang. for a while. What's up? I said the one with the alternator. The one with the alternator, yeah. Clover actually uh, saved my ass in Tulsa one time. We were at a show in Tulsa and going down the highway, my alternator went out. So we were we stopped at like this murder motel, if you will. <laughs> Gas got and, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like we were out in the parking lot and, and, and Clover, we had about about ten or twelve of us that were there. But yeah, Clover, defined we. It was a group that these people talk about being bold, but yeah. Yeah, we had about 10, 12, at least, maybe fifteen people in this parking lot just hanging out and and I was I would I wouldn't say we changed the alternator. Clover changed the alternator on that thing. I'm not gonna lie, like so for real. You held like, one hell of a flashlight, though. I, I can hold a flashlight. I <laughs> mechanically, that is not my game. Like, this is a true story. When I took the ASVAB for the Marine Corps, I basically aced it except for one section. And that was the mechanical side of things. And they literally told me I could have any job in the Marine Corps that I wanted except for a mechanic. They did not want me to be a mechanic in the Marine Corps. And I said, that's fine because I don't want to be a mechanic. I'm completely illiterate when it comes to. Now, like outside, outside, like the basics of I mean, changing a battery, changing the oil, spark plugs, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I can do the basic stuff. But when you're talking about diving in and replacing stuff and diving into a, a carburetor or an engine like that, ain't that ain't my game, you know? Yeah. Even some of that can get, yeah, can get hectic. Now, yeah. does 
how much does a Marine Corps actually do as far as mechanic? Oh, or is man. that, or is that, do they? Oh, that's I've a big always, time job. That's a big time it, job. Oh, has yeah. that been a more recent thing? Because uh, the reason I say that is because back in like the late seventies, early eighties, I had a, an uncle that was, uh, that was in the arm, like all of my family's army. Yeah. Um, and he was in motor pool and they worked on a lot of, to hear him talk, they worked on a lot of stuff for a lot of different branches, actually. I, I, I can't speak towards that. I can just tell you, I actually didn't even remember knowing many mechanics in the Marine Corps, <clears throat> but I can tell you, like, I mean, there's 27 different types of vehicles. There's Harrier jets. There's multiple kind of helicopters. All of those need mechanics. Um, there's a, a bunch like mechanics, a big, big, big job in the Marine Corps because, you know, we can't go anywhere without mechanics. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty big job. Well, you um, think that they would bleed that over. They, I mean, they bleed people over from other branches for other things, right? Uh, depends on, depends on the situation. Um, like when I was in Okinawa, um, there was a huge air force base on the island. So I, I, most of the Marine Corps aircraft, the jets, the helicopters and all that right. were stationed at the Air Force Base. Maintained by the So Indians. maybe they were maintained. There might have been a couple Marine Corps, you know, mechanics down there, but they were probably right. mostly. But like at Camp Pendleton, like there is no other, you know, military base around that. So it's all self-contained. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to figure there's, I mean, there's, like I said, there's at least 27 different vehicles the Marine Corps has. On top of the aircraft, so and all of those are on base. There's got to be mechanics, and uh, and every unit has their own vehicle, so every unit has their own mechanics. Um, where our office was in Pendleton is a big, huge compound, and at the far end of the compound was where we kept our Humvees and our five tons and deuce and uh, deuce and a halfs and all those stuff. And we would go check those out, and they had a huge, I mean, an absolutely enormous, like, garage. Um, and they always had stuff in there getting fixed. So, I mean, they, I, don't, I don't know how many mechanics we had in, with our unit. Uh, our, our entire unit was about 1,000 people, so it couldn't have been that many. But I bet you there was probably, like, 10, 10 or 15, you know what I'm saying, mechanics right. working yeah. at any given time. Yeah. Um, like I said, we can't go anywhere do anything without, you know, vehicles and and aircraft and all of that. So it's a pretty big job. But for yeah. me, yeah, no, that was not an option, uh, which is fine. Cause I didn't want to do it anyways, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Clover, Clover fixed my alternator in Tulsa. And the whole weed thing is funny because we were all sitting there in the parking lot. And it was, it was you and Snob. A couple well, of, we had about, most, we had about four people trying to help at one time, you know, that's what I was to say. Most of the people were sitting there. I, yeah. I most of the people, there. there was, there was a couple people that were helping <laughs> you and all of that. I was holding a flashlight. Um, because I can't even spell alternator. Yeah, I had to have a pry bar. It. I had to have a pry bar guy. I think G Webs was doing that. And yeah, G was have doing a flashlight that. Yeah. guy. But yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty good pit crew, I guess. You know, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But when we were doing that, and all of a sudden, this like I said, it was at some sketchy murder hotel. It was pretty hilarious. Um, and as we're fixing that alternator, I say we very loosely. Uh, this car pulls up in the parking lot, and we're in Tulsa, and he goes, hey, man, anybody got any weed? And like, it was like the strangest, like most surreal thing. Yeah. I was like, what? You know, <laughs> and, 
They're like, no, you know, right. they, they drove off. And I was like, I mean, even if we did, not and, saying that we did, but even if we did, we sure as hell weren't going to admit well, it to some like weirdo pulling up in a parking and, lot, you know? And isn't weed legal in Oklahoma? I I don't, I, I think it is. I don't know if it was in 2017, yeah, but uh, right, I mean, true. you know, I don't know. Even even if it was legal, like, Still I mean, weird. I'm not going to tell yeah. someone that I don't even know. Even more weird if it's legal, right? Like, if it's right. Legal, you can well, just go buy it anywhere, you know. But then again, I mean, you, how many people try to bum a smoke? Hey, man, you got This is true. Like, yeah. Go to the store, dude. Like, right. Really? So that was that was a strange thing, but yeah. So, uh, God, you know, I'm trying to think about ten years. I don't know about eight years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago. I bought a Hummer, and I didn't drive it a whole lot, um, uh, just because at that time when I bought it, I bought it cheap, cheap. I got it for about thirteen, fourteen thousand, um, but I got it for cheap because. Especially back then, that's when gas prices were just like stupid, you know, just absolutely like even in Arkansas where gas is pretty cheap, it was pushing five dollars a gallon. Uh, it was at the height of people were trying to get rid of SUVs and trying to get you know all that stuff. So I came across this one on Facebook Marketplace, it was about an hour from me, and um, went up and bought it. And I love it, still have it. I, I actually split time now. Um, so I ended up getting rid of the Durango. Uh, my daughter's friend uh, was in a in an accident, and something was going on with her insurance, and it was getting all screwed up. Because I don't, I really don't know. Anyways, um, I ended up like donating it to her, and I should say donate. Like I, I gave it to her like a thousand dollars to let her pay over for a year. You know, it was like a hundred bucks a month or something for a year. Um, basically gave it to her. Uh, it was still running okay and had like 150,000 miles. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, I had over 200,000 miles, but it was still a you know a decent vehicle for her. And so get rid of. So I started driving the the Hummer and then picked up from a buddy of mine picked up uh, a BMW Z4 about a year ago. And I've always loved it. My buddy's getting ready to move to uh, Cape Cod up in by Boston, and had a, a Corvette. I don't even know what which model it was. Um, one of the newer ones, at least from a couple years ago. Corvette had this and had a pickup, and up in Cape Cod, he was like, "I really don't know if I need the vet and the Beamer." And I was like, "I've always loved the Beamer." And I was like, "Look, if you do decide that you want to get rid of it, let me know. Let me have first crack at it, you know." And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll probably just keep it. And I was like, all right, we'll just think about it. So a couple weeks later, he called back and was like, hey, man, were you serious? I was like, absolutely. I love that thing. Always love that car. And um, so he's like, yeah, if I'm going to sell it or there's something to someone I know is going to take care of it and enjoy it and all that. So I ended up buying the Z4 from him. And I love that thing. I, so I split now. I split half the week, you know, half, the, half the time, the Hummer, half the time. You know, I, I know that's kind of a weird mix. is a Hummer and, and a in a uh, BMW sports car, but I'm, I'm a weird guy, you know, it's, I, I have different tastes and all of that stuff. So um, it is kind of weird to drive by my house and see a Hummer and a freaking BMW in the same driveway. And it's like, what the hell is this guy? Like, Make up your mind, bro. Make up your mind. So um, enjoying that. But speaking of which I, I'm, I'm <clears throat> Clover knows I got iced in last week for about four days. Uh, we had about six inches of ice and I live on top of a mountain, so I couldn't go anywhere. And so I'm watching YouTube and TV and I'm watching a lot of YouTube and stuff, watching a lot of cannonball stuff. And 
Um, you know, a lot of, I don't know, like Vin Wiki and uh, Tavarish and Hoovies Garage and all those. Those are my favorite car channels. So I've been watching a lot of that stuff. And these ads keep popping up. And now I know why those ads are, why they, people spend a lot of money on ads, Clover. I understand it now because I was a sucker. I started buying shit left and right. I uh, bought a new radio for the BMW. Um, I bought this, and it is a, a Boss um, seven inch touchscreen radio with Bluetooth and all that stuff. And it came in a couple days ago, so I'm going to be putting that in before I head out to Indianapolis in April. Uh, it works with, it's got a Bluetooth thing. Obviously, it's got, works for Android uh, Auto and, and Apple car or whatever it's called um, wow. so i got that if you guys are interested i put a link to it um in amazon amazon link down below i saw it on amazon just tonight when i get that link it's 189 which is uh a lot better than what i spent on it <laughs> i should have looked at it on amazon um before i went over it well it's not it's not actually it's not the exact same one <clears throat> so mine came with um a rear camera uh, what do you call it? Uh, a, a, a camera that faces towards like backup cam. Yeah. Backup cam. So, which, which the BMW doesn't have, it comes with it. So, it, it's I can put that in there, wired in, and I'll have a backup cam. The one that I put a link in um, in the Amazon link does not have the camera, but it's a floating screen, seven inch. They have a they have a seven inch, a nine inch, and a ten inch. I want the seven inch because. Um, I just, I think maybe 10 inch in that small car would just look weird. Um, I'm with a seven inch with this one for sure. Uh, and it comes with a lot of stuff. At least, I, at least the ones that I got, I got it from Crutchfield. So, um, but they came with this because um, the BMW stock radio is a really long one. It's a single den radio, but it's a long this one is not very long, so it's got this thing that comes with it. They, you had to put your car in, and it covers up the holes. It's like a, a, a bracket, and so you put this in, and the radio goes in here so it doesn't have any open space. Uh, got that. Um, it also came with um, the wiring harness. This is the – I think this is the antenna adapter to go with this. These are the um, – the uh, base blockers for the tweeters because I have to, unfortunately the, the system that I have, um, you have to bypass the uh, OEM, the uh, amplifier. Um, so it came with instructions on how to do all the, all the wires, like the, the nine wire um, to get all of that done. It, it shouldn't take long. They said it's about 30, 45 minute install. Um, but um, I have to bypass the amp. On, on the BMW, not to take it out. I just have to bypass it. Um, right. So, yep. Um, and they also said, and most of the time, you and you know this, like if you're going to put an aftermarket radio in, you know, a lot of times it is probably better, especially if it's an older car with a newer um, stereo. It's better to bypass the amp because most of the modern radios have amps built in, so you're actually going to get a clear, a clear, crisper sound if you do bypass the amp. Um, that's that's the stock, or, or you can get an aftermarket amp or whatever. But um, the good thing about Crutchfield is they they, they send um, a, a hard copy of a PDF, something like twenty pages long, exactly step by step how to install this thing with all the different parts. 
It comes with a digital copy through an email and you get a five-year warranty automatically on this stuff. But you have a 24-hour um, hotline that you can call and there's someone manning that because I called them um, a couple nights ago when I first got it. It was like 11 o'clock. Dude answered it. His name was Gage, I think. Um, we sit there and talk about 10 minutes about different things and all that. And like 24 hour, like hotline, you can call and ask and they can walk you through different stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I, I said, I got this through Crutchfield. Um, the cool thing about Crutchfield is you can go on their website and I'm not sponsored. This is not, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, but Crutchfield, that's how you spell Crutchfield. You go on their website and look for like radios or whatever. It'll ask you what kind of car you have. And then it'll tell you all the radios that they have that will fit your car. And if you order one, like I said, they'll send a, a digital PDF of step-by-step instructions on how to install it and all of that. It'll tell you what parts you need. Uh, like it's on mine, it says, you know, if I had a, either a, the six speaker or the 10 speaker, and I say, I have the 10 speaker. And it says, if you have a 10 speaker, you have to bypass the amp. So you're going to need these parts right here, blah, 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 blah. And, um, So it gives you instructions on how to do all of it. And then when it comes in, it's also got a hard copy of all that. So it's, it's really, really cool. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to putting this together. Um, it'd be nice to have. Uh, my, my radio right now does not have Bluetooth. So, excuse me. So it'd be nice to have the Bluetooth available to listen to, you know, my music and all that through Bluetooth and, and connecting to my phone. Uh, then having the Bluetooth being a talk. And, and all of that stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting this going. Really, really am. Uh, just want to kind of say hello to everybody that might be joining out there. Appreciate you joining. Um, if you're out there, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. Um, but this is gonna, this is our first kind of live chat. And don't know if we're going to do this on a regular basis. Might turn this into the Speed Limit 155 podcast. Uh, you never know. We're still trying to grow the channel. We just started it not too long ago, and so. Uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody that's out there that does watch and, and comment and all that stuff. I do appreciate that. So uh, that's kind of where uh, I am with with the Hummer. I think what I'm going to do, if I like this stereo, um, I might even go in with like a 10-inch uh, double-din um, stereo for the, hum, the Hummer. That's a, that's a dual-din, two-din, whatever you want to call it, uh, radio. But uh, it'll have be able to do like GPS navigation. So it's not how to just use my phone and all of that, but uh, that'd be kind of cool with all of that. Uh, you never know. You never know what we're going to do, but uh, so far uh, all the reviews on this thing were pretty good. Um, it, it's not the most expensive thing. It's not the greatest thing. It's not a Kenwood or anything. Like that. It's, it's nothing great, but it is something that I've seen that had got good reviews. I got it for a good price and um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I know Clover had to uh, jump away for a second. I don't know if he's back yet or not, but uh, if he is, we'll bring him in back in. Whenever he does get back, he probably had to go outside for a second and all of that. Um, but yeah, I uh, go outside and kill my lungs while we're doing this. But yeah, they um, ordered also a My Carly. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the My Carly. Um, 
became really popular in the last year or two over in Europe. I think the actual company is actually out of Germany. But it allows you to mod your your car, not necessarily like, like you know, crazy stuff. It's going to like void warranties and all that. What, what it does is it does a few things, actually. It, it does, uh, when you hook it up to your, underneath your steering wheel, like where the mechanics check and everything, you hook it up to that. It's a real small piece. Plugs in. And it'll give you a diagnostic about, you know, what lights are on, you know, uh, as far as warning lights or anything that could be wrong with the uh, the vehicle. It'll do that. Then it'll also, uh, which I think is really cool, um, it has like a used car thing where you plug this into any car. And if you're looking to buy a used car, something will plug it in. It'll do a diagnostics on that. It'll tell you if, if you think there's fraud or someone's moved the odometer back or something. All that stuff, it'll kind of give you a checklist of what it finds wrong with the, the vehicle. So it kind of gives you an idea if you're going to buy that car or not. And then the third thing is, is being able to mod it. And sometimes it's just like, you know, like one of the mods that I want to look forward to is with the with the BMW is I'll be able to do a combination on my key fob. And as I walk into the car, it'll drop the windows and lower the, the convertible top. Or when I get out and walk away, it'll I can push a combination. It'll raise the, the roof back up and close the windows and different lights and different ways to open the doors, different sounds, different, all sorts of stuff. I'm looking really forward to, to mess with it. So go check out some videos on my Carly. If you're interested, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, I got it for about 90 bucks, about a hundred bucks total with shipping and everything. And it's being shipped from Germany. I found out. So that'll be kind of cool to get it. And it's supposed to be here. I think tomorrow, as a matter of fact, so I'll be able to mess. I'll do a video on that on the channel and uh, talk about all that. But uh, looking forward to to getting that in and all that. Um, Going to be getting some headlights for the BMW. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you guys tell me out there, I'm thinking about changing over to LED. Um, so I, I think I'm thinking I'm going to go LED with the headlights. And then I'm thinking about wrapping the car. It's a it's a beautiful car. If you guys have seen video on the channel, it's a beautiful like beautiful red right now. And it's and it's a, the paint's in great shape. But the problem with having a car that sits so low is it is susceptible to a lot of rock chips. And so I'm, I've been getting some rock chips, small ones on the hood. Um, and so instead of having to worry about all that, I figured well. I can protect this paint by doing a wrap and I've got a color, a, a little a silver and black theme that I'm going to go with. I think or silver and maybe blue, maybe but I want to do that with a friend of mine here in the next couple of months. Hopefully um, I can get everything done in time and all that. So if you guys have wrapped a car, let me know because I'll be interested in hearing what you guys say about that. Uh, Clover, are you back yet? You must be going to get something to eat real quick. So, but yeah. Uh, once again, I want to say hi to everybody. If you guys are out there joining, go ahead and say something out in the chat. We don't know that you're out there unless you are. If you're watching this in replay, go ahead and leave a comment and let us know what you think about our channel. Maybe turning this live stream into a, a podcast. Uh, I've got three podcasts over in our main channel, which is Ghost Tactical. If you guys are into guns and all of that stuff. The tactical life and all of that. Uh, go check out our main channel. It's called Ghost Tactical. We have a lot of fun over there. Got an 
Armed Citizen Podcast, which is a live podcast every week, every Tuesday night at 7 Central. We talk all about guns and all that. And then I have uh, the Jarhead Podcast, which is a military-based podcast. It'll come out about once a month or so. Um, and have fun with those. And then Clover and I are actually starting our own podcast here in the next few weeks called the Ghost and Clover Podcast. And we've been doing podcasts together for about five or six years now. Coming up on six years, actually. Um, but we never had our own official official podcast. And this is going to be a podcast that isn't going to be just about guns. It's going to be talking food, cars, movies, trading cards, basically whatever uh, we want to talk about. It's going to be just random for fun, relaxation, have a good time type of podcast. So looking forward to that starting up here uh, in a few weeks, probably. But... Um, we're going to be going to Indianapolis in April for a few days for a the NRA annual meeting, which also has an, uh, a, a, a big show, a public gun show with a lot of manufacturers have their guns and all that. And we're media. We go several places every year, SHOT Show, and a bunch of different places uh, for the gun side. We're going to be doing that, but we're going to be driving to Indianapolis. And that, for me, is about an eight-hour drive. For him, it's probably... I don't know, 12, 14 hours when he gets back, we'll, uh, we'll have him jump in and tell how long that drive is. But we've got an idea Okay, I came up with a couple of nights ago and kind of following the cannonball run type thing. But it's going to be not necessarily a, a race per se, but we're going to get try to get like maybe eight or ten people to do – I named it the bullet run. And we're going to go up there and you got to be there by Thursday, let's say like 6 o'clock or something. And we're going to, the finish line is going to be in the parking lot of Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which I think is really kind of cool. And we'll have, instead of just a race, what we're going to do is we're going to have points for like every time, if you stop it in a gun shop, take a picture from the gun shop, or you stop at a truck stop, take a picture of the truck stop with maybe some memorabilia from that, whether it's Bucky's or Love's or whatever it is, and have fun with those. And you get, you rack up points and the winner gets a prize kind of have fun with the, the road trip type thing and, and and maybe entice more people to drive and get out there and get on the highways and, and have fun with that so we're we're gonna do that it's gonna call I call it the bullet run um, kind of the gun thing but uh, kind of go along with the cannonball run or the musket ball run or all of that stuff so looking forward to that as well now if you guys have ever done anything like that it's kind of a scavenger hunt type run I guess if you want to call it that kind of the best way to maybe explain it but uh, yeah looking forward to doing something with that and having fun for sure all right got finished smoking let's uh, go back inside here get back in here and uh but yeah that's kind of uh what we've got planned uh, i've got a friend of mine here in the town that i live he's a car guy big time car guy and he uh he's got a bunch of cars that he's rebuilt himself and like one of them is like a shelby uh kit car type thing uh but it's it's beautiful and it's awesome got a great engine in it and all that stuff but he's got a bunch of bunch of different cars that uh we're gonna go and do some videos with he's actually the one that helps me wrap do the wrap on my car on the bmw and, and have fun with that but uh, he's got a bunch of cars we'll be doing a bunch of videos showing those cars off and all of that so uh looking forward to that as well uh, excuse me and uh yeah just kind of excited about this channel um 
really excited about being able to talk cars. I'm not the most knowledgeable car person in the world by any means. I obviously am not a mechanic by any means, but I do love cars and I love talking cars and, and, um, I like the band cars as well. You guys are seventies and eighties kids. I'm 40, almost 48. So I'm a kid of the eighties and all that, but band cars. I love the cars. They're great. Um, let's see here. If Clover is back yet, I don't know if he is or not. Um, he had to go and I don't know what he's doing. Honestly. He's taking care of Clover. So, yeah, we're, uh, like I said, um, let's get a recap. Just got the new the new radio in for the BMW. Um, it's a Boss 7-inch floating, uh, floating screen, touch screen, whatever you want to call it. Because um, of Bluetooth, and it comes with a backup cam. So I don't have a backup cam on the Z4, so. I'll be able to attach that and, and get all that done. And it came with all the wires and everything. I got them through Crutchfield. And uh, they're great. Like the customer service is amazing with Crutchfield. So I can't, I cannot complain whatsoever. But if you're interested, I've got the exact same um, radio, except it does not come with the backup camera. Um, but that link is in the description. Um, so go check it out. And it, the, the one that comes. It's the exact same setup, except for the backup cam. It's on sale for like $189 right now on Amazon, which is a lot cheaper than I got mine. But, um, yeah, go check that out down below in, uh, in the description. There's a link there for the for this uh, Boss Elite. If you guys have ever used Boss Elite, like I said, I know that it's not the most fancy or it's not the best one. Um, but I was looking to get something aftermarket for the, for the Z4 and uh, – not a Z4, C4. We're in America. We'll call them Zs. I don't know. Some people call them Zs. So it's, I don't care either way. But um, and I started doing a bunch of research and all that. And, and for a couple hundred bucks, two fifty or something like that, was shipped and all that. Um, it's kind of what I wanted to spend. This was one of the ones that got really, really high reviews. And um, so yeah, I, I went ahead and picked it up. It came in. Uh, a couple days ago, so we can get it hopefully installed here in the next week or so and have fun with it and be able to have the Bluetooth again and uh, touch screen and be able to do GPS and all that stuff on the on the seven inch screen. It comes in a nine inch and a ten inch as well. And I went with the seven inch because it's I think that's gonna be the perfect size for the little car. Uh, if it was a bigger car, I would do something different. But also, like I just said, if, if I if I like this, I might go ahead and get this in a Double a dual a double den uh, for the Hummer, um, like like a 10, 10 inch or something. We'll plug into that the two the double den. Uh, BMW is a single single den um, hole, so yeah, I'm gonna do that as well. But yeah, so um, I'm back. Hey, there you are. Um, I was just kind of talking about the bullet run and all that stuff and kind of recapping the radio and all that. Um, I know you're yeah, a Ford fan. Um, I'm not saying you dislike other brands because I know that you, you guys got a car a couple years ago that you're really loving, but oh yeah, um, I know that you're a Ford guy growing up and historically, what are, what are some of the, the, the Ford vehicles that you kind of grown up with or any vehicles no. for that matter? Well, I want to back up a second before I left because there's a couple of things I was going to, I was going to mention two things. Yeah. 
Um, the first is you were talking about ads on YouTube. Yeah. See, my wife's birthday is, is next week. Oh. And um, this morning, thanks to a YouTube ad, come across yeah. and I'm like, snap, that would be a good birthday present. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, God, a YouTube ad got me. It got but, me so hard last uh, week, several of them. But uh, and, that's what uh, they're there for. <laughs> yeah. And then um, um, when you're talking about radios, uh, you talk about the new car, right? Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like, I'm screwed, dude. Like, if something happens, like, what do you do? You, you take it back to the dealership and you have it replaced, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's that weird sweeping out console looking. I mean, there's no way to replace that with a standard yeah. radio with all the touchscreen and the nav and, you know, like. I, I don't know how you would do it. So that is one perk. I'm sure somewhere out there, there there's, you know, uh, there's a YouTube video. I'm sure that someone's aftermarketed that same vehicle, you know? I mean, maybe, but then you don't have all the amenities that are tied into that and everything as well. Well, yeah, some of these, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, like I still went to Crutchfield. Uh, Crutchfield is where I got this radio. It's a great website. Um, I'm not sponsored. This is not sponsored. I, I bought this from Crutchfield, but oh, I'm I was so impressed. From, yeah, I was buying stuff from Crutchfield back in the '80s, man. Yeah, I, I love their. They're 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 great. But I just went over to Crutchfield and looked for car radios, and it said what kind of what year, what make, what model. Uh-huh. It'll ask you like, do you have a navigation system? What kind of speaker system? Like, you don't have all these options. You just choose it, and then it'll tell you what they have that will replace the, yeah. the factory radio and. and and, uh, I mean, there's, there's no telling what they could have. Um, so you never know. I'm sure, I'm sure someone, uh, so you want to tell real quick, uh, because it is a pretty cool car. Um, yes, it's faster. It's yeah. faster than people, than you probably thought when you first bought it. Uh, you want to talk to people about what you just got a couple of years ago? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that sort of a sleeper in a way. It is. Right. Yeah. Um, it's 2019 Kia Forte EX, but yeah. But, and this is the sport mode. (laughs) Um, First of all, it is a, um, it is that burnt orange color, which is very rare for that. I get so many people, especially in traveling, they're like, oh, wow. Like, what year is that? And they're like, I didn't know, you know, and I had a guy the other day that he literally had been looking for one. And every time it goes to the dealership to be serviced, the, the, the the car guy, the car salesman come out. Every single time, and yeah. they're like, "You ready to trade that in?" And they're <laughs> and I'd asked them after like the third time of them, you know, taking it in and them coming and asking me that. I'm like, "What's the deal?" Are I was dead set on selling me a new car. What? And they're like, "Man, you would not believe the waiting list we got of people wanting, you know, low Burn mileage, orange. especially well, in Texas. Burn orange well is kind of a good color, you know. Yeah, well maintained, low mileage in that color because it's so rare for that year." Yeah. And, yeah. and especially with that, that trim style, the EX is the fancier of the Fortes, obviously. But that's the other caveat with this. Um, when we bought it, it had 800 miles. It was secondhand, but it, it only had 800 miles on it. Yeah. Um, and didn't even think about it. It was such a good deal, right, yeah. that we just bought it. And then um, it, we'd had it a month or two, or I don't even know how long. It opened the, the glove compartment, and there was the dealer tag, right? Oh yeah, and it it literally has every option, every option Kia offers for yeah. the for the Forte EX, right? Every single one, plus like sixty eight hundred dollars in dealer options. Yeah, uh, this includes like computer tweaks and chips and like 
Right. Yeah. It's 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 different. It's not just a forte. Um, it is basically a GT without being an, almost a GT without being a GT. And I don't even know if they made sure. a GT in 2019. I'm not up to speed on Kias, unfortunately. So I don't. I, I don't know. I just know that uh, they're very good cars. They're very well respected uh, as far as quality of, of of fit and finish and all of that. Uh, I remember when Kia first came out they were the ones the first ones that i remember had like a 10 year hundred thousand mile warranty which i think is oh yeah 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 and you know fun sporty is all get out but yeah yeah when it goes to sport mode that thing will run yeah and and you four door and then 40 miles to the gallon plus when you get out on the interstate like how can you like how can you beat that man how can you beat you know, the power and everything else running yeah. 9,500 mile hour down the interstate and get 40 something plus miles of the gallon. It's yep. amazing. Yeah. We, uh, we had a good time. So last spring we, we met in Talladega for, um, a gun show, uh, uh, industry event. And both, like I said, both of us have guns. If you're into guns, go check out our main channels, ghost tactical, his main channel is Clover tech. Uh, we do a lot of two-way and, and, and gun stuff, podcasts and all that stuff over there. But we were going to Talladega for an industry event for a, a couple of days and then going on to South Carolina for another one for a few days. And so we get over there and uh, spend basically out for about a week altogether. We, oh, you know, the picture, at, picture at Talladega Speedway was epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we had we took a bunch of pictures in front of Talladega with my car, his car and just his car, just my car. Uh, but our hotel was literally like a mile, mile and a half from Talladega. Uh, so it was really easy to go over there and, and, and all that. Now, Al Talladega was closed at the time they were doing some repairs to the track. So you couldn't get in, but you could, they had a big sign there, you know, Talladega Motor Speedway. So we took pictures in front of that and it was awesome. But on the way home, um, we we left at different times, uh, but we ended up meeting just just outside, I guess, just west of Atlanta. No, no, just north of Atlanta. We just actually west met up of the, just west of the Georgia line. Yeah, a little way. And we uh, we had some fun, uh, to say the least. We we were us going pretty and, us good. Us and some other cars. <laughs> yeah. So it was the you know I had the BMW, he had the, the Kia. And we were rolling probably 85 just, you know, together. And all of a sudden, like this Mercedes and another BMW and like, was it an Audi or something? Yeah, I think there was an Audi in the mix. I think there, there was an Audi in there. So there was like, there was like five or six of us. And we just kind of got in a line. And none of us, besides me and Clover, obviously, but we weren't like talking because we were both in separate cars. But the five of us like cruised and we got to talladega back from atlanta quicker than most people would ever dream of doing we were probably averaging like 95 oh yeah i'm sure yeah yeah, at least maybe maybe even closer to 100 Uh, but the cool thing about it was is it was like precision driving like you know we all took chance took um took our time with leading the pack and then we We'd block fall in, in and then we blocking we block for everyone that's go through and then you know it was just one of those things where the entire way without even talking to each other and even knowing each other it was just beautiful it was so much fun that was one of the most fun little stretches I've ever had in my life yeah but that was yep. fun so um, yeah so the, the Kia 
Akia surprised you. I remember when you called and said, you know, we found this car and, and all that. And, and, um, but yeah, uh, I've wrote, written in it many, 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 many times. And, yeah. uh, it is a fun little car, man. And it's got more power than you think for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now my wife, getting back to your, your original question there, mm. you know, be- before that, my wife had been in Mustangs since, yeah, you know, like 2000 or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been forward when I had the, um, the ability pretty much. I mean, we've had some, some other stuff like my kids, you know, have had other vehicles at one time right. us, as well as all three children all had Fords at one right. time. Yeah. I had a now Ford you have a history working for, uh, uh, for Ford for something like that. Didn't you? For my, a little both, while? Of, both of my grandfathers. I don't, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I take that back. I, you know, I sort of did. Um, I worked for, I worked in a lot of different places, Sears Automotive Center uh, for a couple of big, huge, like tire chains, uh, or regional, I should say, tire chains, not like national or anything. Um, And then I worked for, I I don't know, a few months, maybe a year for a um, GM dealership that also the same people owned a Ford dealership across town which is yeah. a weird, a weird thing, but that is kind of weird, but okay. You, you see that a lot now. Back they're then, kinda, they're was, trying to corner the market. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then it was weird. Now it's not so much. Now right. going to town and like the Kia dealership, for example, we take the, the car to that same company owns a Nissan and a Toyota and a BMW yeah. and, a, and a Chevrolet and I don't even remember how many others, right? Like in the same town. That's a pretty big town, but in the same yeah. town, they own several different brands of dealerships. But they definitely uh, cornered the market on vehicles in that town, then for sure. Yeah, but it was yeah the Dodge and the uh, Ford place are different, uh, and that's basically it. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I worked. I don't know from maybe about a year there or something like that. I guess. Um, but no, I mean, you talk about family history. Both of my grandfathers retired from Ford. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had so one Ford's a family thing. Um, not really. Um, because it was really interesting. Both of my grandfathers, so that would be my mom's dad and my dad's dad. Right? Yeah. Um. Well, let me take that back. Yeah, and and actually, my great grandfather even. My great grandfather worked for Ford tractor dealership for oh, wow. years and years. I um, didn't know that Ford had a tractor dealership. Yeah, right. So anyway, we're talking my great great grandfather. So you know, you right. do the, the math on that. He probably retired in the eighties or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, I've even got Ford branded tools that were sp- here because I live in their old house that are specifically. I found them in barns and stuff that are pretty cool. They're they're weird shaped wrenches and stuff. And they're yeah. actually marked Ford, and oh, wow. on the on the tool, you know, it's cast in it, and it's uh, they're specific tools for getting to certain bolts and whatever on tractors. Uh, Interesting, which is yeah, which is cool. I'd never get rid of them, but uh, I've actually used them a time or two working on stuff. Believe it or not, because they're weird and you can get to things. But anyway, um, so yeah, I've got that little bit of history. But you know, growing up, um, you know, it's one of them things you drove what you could afford and especially yeah, getting married sure. and having babies young and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it took a while. Um, I got my first, my first, uh, my first Ford 
I'm trying to think. My first. What was, what, what was your first car, by the way, real quick? Um, '79 Toyota Celica. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, not really, but yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you hear you hear that model, when you're, when you're like, when you're, yeah, when you're 16, matter. it doesn't matter as long as you have wheels. It doesn't matter, you know. This is true, but it had no passenger seat, and the dash was ripped out. I mean, it was literally it came from a junkyard. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds nice, but it wasn't. I mean, if it was a nice, yeah. But anyway, that's a nice model. I will agree. That'd be cool to have a, a cherry. I don't even know if they. Silica. I don't even know if they make silicas anymore, do they? I don't think they do. But it would yeah. be cool to have a Cherry 79 Celica. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we, and we can back up and talk about that. I had a bunch of different cars before I ever even technically had a driver's license. Well, but sure. I had yeah. A, yeah. But I had an uncle that owned a used car dealership and a wrecking yard. So uh, okay. um, for years prior to turning 16, it was the first car. Which one was going to be mine? You right. Know, and of course, I had summer jobs and mowed and did other things. And, and it was coming to the wrecking yard. It was my uncle or whatever. And so, you know, literally, you could buy a car for two or 300 bucks, you know. And I would buy Absolutely. cars and tinker with them to work on them. Um, but um, so I had for a, a short period of time at an 81, I want to say Ford Courier, which let's be honest, was I don't even know what that is, honestly. Let's be honest. It was a little Mazda pickup, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Ford Courier is what it was. Smaller this than thing, like an S10? Or, oh God, yes. Or a Ranger or something? Yeah, because my next pickup was an S10 after that Ford okay. Courier, and the S10 was definitely bigger, bigger bed, bigger everything. Um, but the uh, the Ford Courier that thing had it had three hundred thousand miles on it, probably when yeah. I got it. Um. It was running bad one day, and like the literal, literally, the carburetor is flopping around on the intake. Like it <laughs> rattled to the point the bolts had come loose and the nuts come off, and so like I had to get that. I mean, it, it was a wonder. You literally did not even have to have a key. It was so driven and oh, worn wow. that you could wow. start it with anything you could fit in the slot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you could put your pocket knife in there, a screwdriver, whatever, and, it, and turn it over. Right? It was so worn. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, but I mean, it did the job. I mean, it got down to sure. 60 miles an hour and it got you back and forth to work and whatever. Um, so needed. that was, that was technically my first Ford until 98. I got a new Ford pickup in 98. Uh, and it's pretty much been, it was all Ford up until this key. It's been all Ford since, since yeah. 98, but that was just getting to a point in your life where you can afford to do this or do that. Right. And you're not yeah. like bound by the price of a vehicle yeah yeah um now you still have a ford pickup that you drive every now and then yeah i've still got my 06 which was uh my uncle who coincidentally owned a ford dealership <laughs> yeah uh he passed away and uh the family gave other family members first shot they got some they got some prices from uh from car lots right um yeah. see if they were going to sell them and they said hey you know, if anybody in the family wants these, this is what the the best. Yeah, if you can match best, it. Yeah, yeah, this is the best offer we got from the used car lots. You know, but coming out and buying it. And if anybody in the family yeah. wants them, the vehicles that they had, my my aunt and my uncle, they were like, "We'll sell them to the family for that." And it was a no brainer. It was this was an 06 F one fifty XLT, okay, um, with uh, seven thousand miles, maybe. I mean, it still had new oh, car wow. smell. Okay. Nice. It was a it was a go to church poke around to the grocery store truck right yeah uh, old dude my uncle obviously I mean he passed away from 
heart attack or whatever old some some old age related thing. Um and uh yeah, ten five for ten five and this was in early oh seven and it was no oh, six. Wow. Wow. Right. So nice. like that was a no brainer. Like the when I went in for the and it was weird because coincidentally he um he sat on the board of the local credit union. So when I went into the credit union, he um um your uncle I, did? I, I went in I went yeah, I went in and talked to the local credit union because that's who I, I always finance through them. They give the best interest rates by far. Credit unions have a way of doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's by far. And so anyway, I went in there and I'm like, I'm looking at a new truck and, and she got a new truck. And I'm like, well, it's a used truck. I said, but new to really me, nice. <laughs> really nice. And she said, okay. She said, what's uh, what is it? And I told her, you know, it's an 06 F-150 XLT, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just two wheel drive. It's quad cab, you know, four door, uh, you know, it's got this option. It's got that. It's got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mileage. I told her and she's like, wow, okay. It is pretty much new. And she's like, all right. She was, well, um, what do they want for it? And I said, 10, five. And she said, excuse me. Right. <laughs> and I said, 10, five. And she's like, 10,500. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. She's like, I'm looking at a loan value on that, a $27,000. And I said, right. Well, should be a no brainer on getting a loan. Should be a no brainer. <laughs> and she's like, where are you getting this? And I'm, I said, uh, told her my uncle's name and she goes, Oh, you know, Mr. Mr. Ross. And I said, yeah. And she goes, yeah, and I know that truck well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was like, yeah, I know he's sat on the board here. Yes, I know. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, so it was a, an absolute no-brainer uh, on that yeah. one, right? It was kind of like this Kia. It's like you'd be an idiot to turn that down because right. you could have resold it, if nothing else. And matter of fact, yeah. at one time, at that time, I had the, the shop, the business. You know, I paid it off, and – um I come into some stuff to where I needed to with, I don't know if it was inventory or a big job we had or something, but I needed some cash flow, Right. Yeah. And, um, went to the credit union and I needed more than just a little personal loan. You could get like three grand on a personal loan, but I needed right. like $8,000 or something. Yeah. And, and granted the, the truck was already paid off. Right. This was right. Three, three years later or something. Right. Um, and I could have borrowed like 15 or $18,000 against it. Right. You know, um, and I, I did borrow what I borrowed, just what I need. And of course I paid it back within like six months. Uh, that way I had a, a clear title again and all sure, that. I don't like absolutely. Going and stuff, but, um, I understand that. but yeah, that's, that's kind of the story on the, uh, you know, on the forwards. Now that the going back, you know, turning back the clock, um, you know, I had what was some, some pretty cool cars back in the day. I mean, the, the before I got my driver's license, it was a 79 Celica. And then I had an 86 Cutlass Supreme. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could have gotten was, in trouble with that. Dude, it was it was nice, bro. It was nice. And it wasn't tricked out. It was all stock and stuff. But, but even uh, stock is still pretty good. But it was, it was. I wish I still had that one. Yeah, right. Uh, and then so, you know, I ended up letting that one go. Uh, and shortly before I got my license, picked up a an 81 Honda Accord hatchback. Oh, really? Yeah. That could be and, worth some money today, boy. I'm telling you. Uh, well, here's the story of that one. So, <laughs> so drove by, kept driving by several times and set up by the road. We pulled over. We talked to the guy. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's it needs a timing chain. Like, hmm, okay. Well, my dad is super mechanically inclined. Again, come from family that worked for dealerships and mechanics. Right. And, whatever anyway and i'm that way i mean i'm a mechanic for quite a few years so 
I know my way around tools and other things. And so I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal, especially for the money they wanted it for. Sure. And I like the idea of, um, because it, it had, it was, it was five speed, right? Like the mm-hmm. Celica was right. The, uh, obviously the cutlass was not, it was automatic. And so I was like, man, I really like the, I don't know when you're a kid, there's just something about the active art of shifting and stuff. Right. It just, it's just a different driving experience. And so I'm like, it's got that. And then it had the hatchback. Well, we're talking about the days of the stereos, man. The 15s and the 18 rock. Oh, yeah. Gate oh, subs yeah. And the, I'm oh, like, yeah. I've got a whole hatchback. I can fill with speakers, right? Man, I can rattle some windows. So anyway, we bought it. We got it home. We put a timing chain in it. And it's like, it was fine for the longest times. And, and, and this was an omen. I knew, I knew something was up with this car from like almost the start because got the timing chain in and me and a buddy of mine was just driving it around at this time. I did have my license and, uh, a, uh, I had a blanket in the back, my, all the speaker boxes and everything was sitting on this blanket and something was not with the amplifiers was not wired up really super good. And it caught the blanket on fire. Oh, wow. and so pulled over, man, was slapping it with stuff, got it out. Oh, yeah. That's that should have been an omen right there because here about I don't know how long it was, about six months after that. I didn't have that car that long, unfortunately. But about six months after that, um we was driving to school and I passed somebody. It was a you know, went into two lanes and I passed them. Well, we got to school and uh Pulled in the parking lot. Always got there early. Hung out in the parking lot, and I pulled in the parking lot, and I knew I knew something was wrong because like it was smoking. It wasn't smoking terribly bad, but like from under the hood, it was smoking. Oh, and so you know, I popped the hood, and I'm like, oh man, I got an oil leak. Something's going on, and and uh, you know, so I checked the oil. It was a little low. I put oil in it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll check the oil before I leave for school. I'll try to limp it home. Blah blah blah. And anyway, the uh buddy of mine pulls in and it was it was his mom he didn't have his license yet he's like man when you passed us you blew oil all over our windshield you know so, <laughs> uh, yeah and it was funny man like the whole school it was so embarrassing because the whole school all the classrooms had of course windows that faced the parking lot and like everybody was ripping me like all day long about you, you they're seeing my car smoking like second and third period they look out sure. the window and my car's out there still smoking you know <laughs> and uh um, it's funny so anyway, by the time school was over, it quit smoking. Get it, check the oil and get in it, crank it up, and go. Just in time for you to drive home, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive, drive pretty much straight home. Stop by the little, um, the little gas station just down the road from my house, a mile or two maybe. Uh, pull in there, and I kill it and everything, and get out in it. And I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like it's smoking. And we go in and we get a drink and a candy bar and all this, and I walk back out, and there's really not even anything smoking. But I noticed paint on the hood is bubbling. Oh, snap. And I'm like, what in the world? So I, I reach under the deal. I pop the hood. And, man, when I raised it the least a little bit, I guess it got air. And yeah. flames shot out from under the oh, hood, brother. snap. And so um, my, my little brother, a couple years younger than me, he runs into the store. And he's like, oh, his car's on fire. So the store runs out with a with a fire extinguisher and he's like, okay, you know, when I say go, jerk the hood up, I'm going to you know, spray under it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, 
uh, anyway, so we did that. And of course, you know, it had burnt all kinds of stuff under the hood. It obviously it was pretty much done. Like yeah. So anyway, ended up having to take it. It had to have a lot of rewiring and stuff that was beyond my expertise at the time. So I took it and paid, you know, a shade tree mechanic guy that was a little better than me. I don't know, a couple hundred bucks to, to rewire everything. And then my uncle, which again, on the used car lot in the junkyard, he run it through the, the used the car auction. Right. Sure. Uh, and I got back most of what I paid for it. I won't lie. I got, I got back most. So, you know, it, it, it hurt my feelings a lot. <laughs> All that. I didn't get my time back out of it, obviously, but it got most of my money. And then I moved into uh, an 83 Oldsmobile 98 Broham. That oh, was okay. Pimp. That was pimp to the max. If you're going to cruise town and there at the time, man, there was kids that had the little sports cars and we're getting there. I, I finally made that jump, but, those kids that had the little sports cars and the, you know, other things, right? Uh, and, dude, I was, like, the most popular with that 98 big boat Broham because you could fit 25 kids in that thing, dude, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, you pull up in the Winn-Dixie parking lot or whatever. I mean, it's like, hey, man, we're going to go down and get some ice cream, you know? And at that time, everybody that didn't have a license, you know, they would, you know, the 14, 15-year-olds, uh, or even 16, 17, 18, that for whatever reason didn't have a license, they would ride with somebody or they'd get their parents to drop them off in the parking lot, you know, or they'd yeah. walk from the movie parking lot over there or whatever, right? Sure. And oh, so yeah. there'd be a lot of people there that didn't have a car. And so, man, we could load up the whole parking lot and that ride and go get ice cream or, you know, go to the, a party somewhere or whatever we were doing, you know? Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Had a big whip antenna on the back, man, and, and, you tinted the windows on it and uh, the wing windows, you know, I had the wing windows in the back. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, a road runner sticker on one side and a coyote. Well, you on have the to, other. you got to, oh, man. man. You got was, to. That sucker was, that sucker was pimp, man. And, uh, and it would run, man. It had to, it had the 307 in it. And, uh, we did, uh, we did a little bit of tweaking and everything to it. So it was, it was a pretty good sleeper, too. It, it had it been a lighter weight car. It'll run like a scalded dog, yeah. you know, but it was such a boat. But um, the only car I ever really, and you know, I've drove 36 hours, 38 hours straight. That's the only car ever um, that I've come close to falling asleep driving. And oh, that's really? because no matter how fast you're going, that thing, because it's so big, dude, it just rode so smooth. It was like you were on just a cloud, you know? It was so comfortable. You felt nothing on the road, like nothing, no bumps, no nothing. Um, it was it was a pretty awesome car, and so, um, for my, um, I don't remember what was going. Oh, it was it was homecoming. So we were going to the homecoming the day I had seen a little car, um, in town. I had a job. I've worked since I was like four, 15, 14, 15. Uh, 15 on the books, I guess, 14 off. But anyway, right, yeah. um, seen a little car, a little, uh, an 89 Dodge Daytona. Now this Ooh, one was, okay. okay. Uh, you know, five speed. It was the, uh, uh, the Daytona Shelby, 89 Daytona Shelby, um, and loaded out the paint on the hood and the, and the roof, you know, those cars in that 80, late 80s, early 90 range. Something about the hood mm-hmm. and the roof paint, right? The paint was, yeah. wasn't that good back in the day. Um, and well, it was that, start- was, that was like when they started doing the fiberglass and all that, and they never could, you know, that's the beginning of the fiberglass era. 
Yeah. And the paint just just didn't yeah, work well. With it, it just it just wasn't. It was starting to fade. And this was only in like ninety two or something. So it's not like yeah. it was that old of a car. Um but it still looked good and uh you know for the most part. And so anyway, I had said something about it several times, like, oh man, that's a really cool car, you know, this, that, and the other. And so um I come home from work because I'd worked a, like an early shift in order to get home for get home for homecoming. Yeah. Um, and oh, I could get out to homecoming and all. And, and I drive up and there's just a car in the yard. And my grandmother and grandfather had went and basically went and financed it. Yeah. Uh, and said, here's the keys. And, and oh, by the way, here's the payment book on it. Cause you had a payment yeah. book back in the day. Sure. Absolutely. Like, here's the keys and here's the payment book. I'm like, thanks for the bill. Appreciate it. You know, yeah. like, but yep. I didn't give it, I didn't give a crap at that point. I was like, Oh, this is sweet. You know? Um, so I had that for a while and ended up, uh, a guy pulling a trailer run out in front of me and I had to, uh... put it in, I had to, I had to put it in the ditch and, this was I hadn't had it that long. I hadn't had it but a few months and ended up putting it in the ditch. And thankfully, um, it didn't do an extreme amount of damage to it. Enough so, their insurance could cover it without totaling it out. But the thing is, yeah, enough the insurance would cover it without totaling it out. And the yeah. body shop just painted the whole thing. Oh, so you got a new job on it. That's nice. So I had to deal with the roof and the hood for like literally a few months. And then it yeah, that's not bad at all, though. So, and so that checked all the boxes, man. It was sporty. It was quick. Um, I would road race, I guess, Tokyo drift and type stuff before that was a thing uh, with that back in the day, you know? Um, oh yeah. and, um, it was sporty. It was quick. It had the hatch, right? The hatch. Sure. So all my speakers and my other stuff in there. I mean, it was like the total package. Uh, yeah. but yeah, we would run. Now, uh, what kind of engine? What kind of engine did it have in that? Do you remember? It, I don't remember. It was it was a V six of some sort. V six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Daytona was a V six. The normal was the four cylinder. But it um um. What's up, Chris? What's going on, was, man? Yeah, some kind of V six turbo thing or another. So like V six. What is the twenty four valve V six or some something like that? Um. Anyway. Oh, was it, so it wasn't turbo or anything. It was just a straight V six. You know, it had turbo. It was like a, a V6, like a 24-valve or something V6 turbo. I don't remember yeah. at this point, right? It wasn't like double the valves. Like it had extra exhaust valves or something. Gotcha. I can't remember yeah. exactly how that was back in the day. I had a little Nissan four-wheel drive pickup one time. It was the same way. It was a four-cylinder, but it was the same way. It had extra valves for some reason. Right. Anyway, um, but the uh, we would do uh, – I had a buddy that had a – 72 gmc and oh my god this thing would light up the tires like quarter mile you, you did not want to go up against my buddy in this in this gmc pickup and then we had a couple other buddies that had some different cars too so we devised you talk about your your um your bullet run or whatever what yes. we would we would do is there was a we would set up a course and so it was a pretty straight stretch of highway right for like five miles yeah. And then you turn and maybe that was mildly crooked or maybe, or no, that was kind of uphill for the most part. Yeah. Right. And then you turn on another stretch and it was crooked as it could possibly be. So kind of put your car right? through all of it. Yeah. And then you had another stretch. So what we would do is we would run relays. We would get four oh, wow. man team cool. relays. 
And I always had the crooked road, always yeah. with that with that car, right? But man, with the fight with the five speed and that little car and the suspension and everything else, man, oh man, it would get it. And I, I remember my buddy in the seventy, he always had the first leg because well, of course, if for, a, run a straight, for a yeah. for a little while, he could smoke anything out there for a little while, yeah. but but yeah. he would top out pretty quick, you know. Is the only thing. But, you know, in, in in a few miles, I mean, he would have many multiple car links, you know, ahead of yeah. most other stuff. Um, so it kind of give give a little bit of a head start. But, yeah, we always run little races like that, which was which was kind of interesting. I actually got pulled over one night. We were doing that, and I wasn't running the crooked stretch that night. I was running the final, final leg. Um, and I come up over a hill, and there's a highway patrol dude, and I'm doing like 108. Yeah, you're like, oops. And it's like, oh man, the lights come on and and um you know, I immediately get on the C B and I'm like, man, I'm like, Highway Troll hammered me, like back off because we all had CBs back in the day. Right, sure. And I'm like, back off because I was ahead of we were ahead of the other team. We usually were. Uh so we were a mile ahead or who knows. They had plenty of time to slow down. And I'm like, Yep, I was like, uh Highway Troll just got me. I'll back off of it, you know. All right, all right. And so anyway, I pulled over, and he come up, and he was like, white as a sheet, dude. And he was like. The cop was? Oh, you realize how much you're going? And I said, real quick, I'm like, yes, sir. I said, I'm headed to the hospital. My uncle was (laughs) there, and I heard that he was intensive care. He's been in an accident. That's really all I know. And he's like, and and this was was cops and stuff back in the day. Like, they they didn't care as much. It didn't seem like as nowadays. And he's like. Will you slow your ass down, you son? You're you're driving way too fast. You, you know you're going to end up intensive care buying. But go ahead, get your ass to the hospital. But but slow down and went back right. in this car. You know and it was yeah okay. <laughs> One of the funniest things I ever saw was a, was a couple weeks ago, and I was stuck here at the house when I was iced in and all of that. And I went through about a day and a half straight of just binging cannonball stuff. Right, and I love a cannonball run. Uh, not the movie, but I mean, I love the movie too, but this was all about like people trying to break the cannonball record and the musket ball and all of that stuff. But did a couple, like a day and a half straight of just different uh, cannonball stories. And there was one of them that was coming. So they're doing a coast to coast to coast. They're going New York to LA back to New York and trying to break that record, Wow, which is crazy. But uh, so they were coming back from LA towards New York and they were, uh, they've got a guy of Michigan control at home on a computer. And he's like, Hey guys, just letting you know, like you guys need to push it a little bit. They're, they're, um, they're coming through Colorado and all that heading towards Oklahoma. And like, you're going to have to push it because right now, like the time that you said you're going to be in Oklahoma city, as far as the map goes, there's like major storms, like major storms, like tornado storms. And it's like, oh man. So they push it a little bit. Um, and they get to Oklahoma City and it just torrential downpour. And their spotter, like their their mission control guy, sends them a picture, and they're literally going like you know, at this point, 110 in like torrential wow. downpour, which is crazy. Yeah, um, Chris, I'm gonna, I'll get to I'll get to that real quick. If you can hang on for a second, I will let you know what we're talking about the bullet run. Um, but they were going through just past Oklahoma City, 
and he sent a picture and they were literally within like on each side of them, like 10 miles away was a tornado on each side of the highway. And they're right in the middle going down the highway and they're pushing through this thing, just trying to get through the storm and get ahead of it and all of that. And they do, they, they push through and then they, so they get out and they're up there actually by Chelsea and Tulsa over um, by not, not by there, but, like Muskogee Turnpike, like kind of where you go north to go to Tulsa, Tulsa and all of that. That's kind of right. where they were and they get pulled over. And they're like, oh man, no, no, I'm sorry. They did not get pulled over. They had to stop for gas. They, they, they were, they were running like a 60 gallon uh, auxiliary tank, wow. blah, 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 blah. They had to pull over and fill up. And there is a cop right there. And the only and if you ever if you've ever watched anything and you know anything about the cannonball, like the cars are very distinctive. Like you know, like you can pretty much tell if you see one and you know what you're looking for, you can know like someone's doing a cannonball, right? But anyway, so like the only the only gas pump that was available was sharing with uh, highway patrol. So they like, oh man, oh, this, is not, this is not gonna work. Oh man. they're getting worried. They they said, Well, we got it, we got it, we get we can't waste time, we gotta do this. So they pull up and they start pumping and the highway patrol looks at them and sees like the four antennas on the back and, you know, like all sorts of weird stuff on the car. And he's like, you boys trying to break some records or something? You know, <laughs> he obviously knew what was going on. And it was the funniest thing I ever heard. And, and the guy was like, no, sir, not at all. He goes, what's up with the car? Like, you know, and he was like. Uh, we're storm chasers and we just got ahead of that last storm. So, Hey, be careful. There's a big storm coming your way. Like we're trying to get out of here, trying to get, you know, into Arkansas and all of that. He says, but there's, there's some heavy stuff coming your way. So just, you know, take shelter when it gets closed. But he's like, he's like, we all be safe. Like, don't go too fast. He's like, Oh no, no. We're just trying to get ahead of the storm. So we can kind of get set up when the storm hits Arkansas. Blah, 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 blah. They literally told the high patrol, they were a storm chaser. Like, hey, you guys get out there on the road and be Man. safe and all that. They're yeah, going like a hundred they're like 110 in rain. And they're they like, oh, no, we're storm chasers. He's like, oh, y'all be safe. You know, it was hilarious. It was great. Funny. Funny. It was great. So Chris is talking about real quick. I'll, I'll come back to you here in a second. But uh, I know he's trying to get to bed. Uh, he said, what's the idea for the people driving in Ram? So we were talking earlier about going to NRA in Indianapolis there in April. And a lot of us are redriving. And so I came up with an idea. I named it the bullet run. And it's kind of a cannonball type thing, right? Uh, except it's not. It's, it's 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 a race, but it's not like a race. Like you're not you're not going for time in a certain way. Um, but everyone's driving from different places, so your points and your all that will be weighted upon your mileage from your home to Indianapolis. And you know, let's say we're, our finish line is cool because I looked it up, and from the convention center that the shows at. It is 4.8 miles to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I'm going to set up the parking lot of, of Indianapolis Motor Speedway where the Indy 500 is. That's going to be the finish line. That's where we're going to meet up. Let's say it's Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. If you're there before Thursday at 6, you're eligible for the prizes. If you're not, still show up. We're going to have a good time. But to be eligible, you got to be there. Let's, say, let's just say Thursday at 6 o'clock. So you can go and you can just get there and um, drive as fast as you want and get there, and you'll get, let's say, let's just say you get, like, 50 points for every hour earlier than 6 o'clock you get there. So you can just drive and just get points and say, hey, I'm going to get there at 4 o'clock, blah, 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 
and all of that. But we're also going to have like a scavenger hunt to where along the way, since we're going to the NRA and it's, it's a gun industry thing, um, for every like gun shop that you stop at on the way and take a picture of in front of or whatever, yep. um, you, you get points for that for every like truck stop or whatever, like can't be just a gas. It's going to be like a truck, like a Bucky's or a loves or, you know, one of these, you take a picture in front of those or take a picture of some merchandise in there. There's, there's going to be a list of, of things, a task that you can do and take a picture of that will gain you some points. So if you're willing to take some more time and not just cannonball all the way there, then you can actually get more points by stopping and doing certain tasks. It'll be a scavenger hunt. Like I said, that finish line is going to be Indianapolis Motor Speedway where the Indy 500 is going to be uh, a few weeks later. Um, that'll be fun. And then we'll have like prizes for the winners. So it's going to be kind of those things. I'm still working on the prizes, not the prizes, but I'm still working on the points and all of that. I'm trying to get about eight or 10 people for this first time. Um, and everyone's going to get something. I'm going to do like either a keychain or a, a hat or, or, or something. Everyone's going to get something that participates in this. But if I can get eight or 10 people that want to do that, and we maybe we even do, if we get 10 people, instead of doing 10 individuals, maybe we say, Hey, we're going to do this in two car teams. So you pick of these 10 people, you guys figure out who your, your teammate is and you can combine points or something like that. Like in a strategy, like if you and I were driving and I've got an eight hour drive and you've got a 12 or 14 hour drive, I might sit there and say, Hey, I'm going to cannonball this and I'm just going to go. And every time I stop for gas or whatever, I'll take some pictures, but I'm not stopping at gun shops or gun ranges or anything. I'm just going to go. But you're willing to sit there and say, well, I can leave Wednesday and just take an extra, you know, take my time or whatever that is, you know, and I can stop and, and take pictures at this, that, and the other. So as a team, you can combine points. So I don't know if I'm going to do that or if I'm going to do a straight up individual, but that's called a bullet run. And um, so I'll be sending out um, some information on that. More importantly, it, it does a couple things. One, um, it gets people out there driving to enjoy driving in our great country because it's, it's probably the easiest country in the world to drive in. Yes, the Autobahn's in Germany, but from America, like there's some beautiful drives in America. Um, but two, I, I think it gives you something to have fun with while you're driving. Um, you know, it, it's not just, oh, I got to drive for eight hours and just drive. Now you're looking for things to stop at it and kind of gain some points. Um, more importantly, I think it'd be kind of cool content, whether it's dash cams or whatever, It'll be cool content for our channels and all that. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be getting some more information out. Uh, I just came up with a logo today. I sent it to a few people. Uh, I'm calling it the bullet run. Um, and we'll do it for a shot show. We'll do it for different events, but this will be the bullet run. And it'll be the 2023 NRAM Indianapolis run. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're two hours away, or if you're 14 hours away, like I said, everything's going to be weighted upon your distance from there. Um, so it'll be kind of cool. Like if you, if you only have a two hour drive, you know, they might get more points for stopping off at different truck stops and gun shops. Cause there's only going to be so many of them in a two hour drive. Whether you're going 14 hours, your, your point yet might have to get more stops because you have a longer way to go. I don't know how we're going to do that yet, but I'm working on that. I think it'll be fun. Well, you could uh, do, yeah. So you could add points for little things that people could film as proof, right? So That's what I'm saying. Go, you you got whatever, whatever you do, it's got to be either a video or a picture of whatever you're doing, so you have your, proof of it. Yeah, cut your camera on like, and so like fastest fill up. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, hundred percent. From the time you pull up to the pump, from the time you get out of the car to the time you get back yep. in, right? Like absolutely. Fastest fill up, then do maybe fastest drive through. Everybody's drive through. Oh yeah, yeah. Stop and get some of eat. Sure. Like yeah. fil- cut the camera on, right? And like film your drive through because. You know, if you've got, we hey, and you know what? That. If you're pulling to McDonald's and you tell them what's going on, maybe they make your food look quicker for you. You know, you never know. You know, yeah, what's up, right. Juan? How you doing? Right. Como esta? Uh, so, hey, I guess he's uh, he's in Spain. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff like that, not just stopping off at truck stops or not just stopping off, but stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, we could have a prize for. You know, like a ten dollar gift card for the fastest drive through or the fastest food get, and and maybe it's ten dollar Chick Fil A gift card. We can come uh, up with a bunch of different prizes yeah, and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. You know, yeah. um, but I, I want it, I want it to be fun. I think it will be fun. Um, I'm hoping everybody enjoys it. I hope there's a lot of people that want to participate. And like I said, this will be the first time, so this one's going to probably get a B. Honestly, it's going to be a little unorganized. It's going to be a little sloppy. But we got to work out the kinks and we got to work out how to do this. But um, I'm looking forward to this. I think that I've always wanted to do a cannonball. And maybe one day I will. Um, I was talking with Chase, our buddy Chase, and we were talking a couple nights ago about both of us always wanting to do a cannonball. Maybe we don't do a full cannonball. Maybe we do like uh, – so there's there's a, a southern route that a lot of the bikes, the motorcycles do for it. And they go from San Diego to Jacksonville, Florida. They go through Houston. I was like, well, why don't we do like the Houston to Jacksonville or Jacksonville to Houston or Houston to San Diego or whatever and do like a half a run just to see if we can like it. But here's the problem. I'm a good driver. I feel like I'm a good driver. I've been to 130 miles an hour before. Um, But here's the thing. Like I – as much as I'd like to think so, I don't know if I'm a good enough driver to sustain 110, 120 miles an hour for hours at a time. Um, now, the cars that they choose for Cannonball, they can handle that. They've been tuned. They've got suspensions. They're, they're good cars. They can handle that. But just the fact of driving 110 to 130, sometimes up to 160 in certain legs um, of the Cannonball, like for hours at a time, I don't know if I'm a good enough driver for that. Um but maybe one day I would love to at least take like a half a cannonball and, and experience that. I mean, I just did drill and rush would be amazing. But uh, so that's where kind of this came out is going to be a cannonball slash scavenger hunt type having fun going to a place. And, and no matter where we go, whether it's shot show or Indy or most of the cities that in Rams and USCCAs and, and obviously shot with Vegas, most of these are in big cities, and most big cities now have a, a motor speedway, whether it's a NASCAR or Indy or F1, to where I think they'd be kind of cool. Like, like I said, we're going we're gonna to do this one. The finish line is going to be Indianapolis Motor Speedway where the Indy 500 is. That's where we're going to finish line, and that's where we're going to figure out the points and all of that and have fun there. But I, my, my goal is to no matter where we're going, whatever trip we're going on, to find a local motor speedway, even if it's like a dirt track or something, you know, uh, that's where the finish line is going to be to have like some kind of, sp- of, of speedway be the finish line, which I think would be kind of cool and all of that. And, and ultimately uh, being able to get sponsors for this, I think we could do that um, and having like a cookout, you know, sponsored at the finish line, all this stuff. These are all plans that I, I can see in a couple of years building to, um, but I'm really just looking forward to getting out and driving 
and having fun with it and hoping everyone else that does get involved has fun with it and does their videos, takes their pictures. Um, I, I love the idea, Chloe. I love the idea about the fastest fuel up, the fastest drive through, uh, the, the fastest pit stop. You know, if you got to stop off at the side of the road, I'm not saying you video that, but I mean, like, you know, you stop off at the, um, at a rest area and you start your stopwatch when the car stops and you, and you stop it when you get back in and, and turn the car back on, you know, be kind of cool. It'd be kind of weird, but I mean, there's stuff like that. I love that idea. Just little competitions within the competition. I think would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I can get in and I've drove what 36, 38 hours straight. So like I'm okay with like, driving for extended period of time but i'm with mm -hmm. you that's usually cruise control sets yeah you know 85 maybe 90 right you know type thing but you know here's the thing i mean even if you're not going for speed i mean you know just to be able to do that that's one of the reasons we enjoy you know we head out here and we say it every year we're like okay we're gonna yeah. drive to vegas and you know we've got time but we always get into Vegas like earlier than we expected to yeah. get into Vegas, like always. Yeah. Right. And that's just cool. It's like, we, we didn't really push anything or, or try. And yet look at what we did. Like last year was, yeah. was crazy. And we took a detour through California to do yeah. it even. So yeah. it's like, um, it's, yeah, I agree with you. Like the whole idea of road tripping, driving i mean just the idea itself is fun regardless of you know who wins or whatever just the stories you accumulate yeah, right that's and, the whole thing yeah and you know that's what's cool is to be able to sit around for a year or whatever you know especially at the finish line to sit around and talk yeah. about those stories right and share those little clips and those videos right absolutely and then, and then, and then ultimately share that with with audiences right too exactly and tell those, and tell those stories and you know, and then you're talking about it. You've got things to talk about for like a year. I mean, how many stories do we got from all kinds of other things? We've been talked about several tonight, right? Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. like, we've got all kinds of stories from the trips we, we made and whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I think it would be fun. You kind of brought up an idea. And usually you need, you need three drivers to do a cannonball, typically. Now, there have been guys that done it in two, and there's people that have done it solo, which is batshit crazy. But typically, the guys that go after the records that you know what they're doing, that play for months, there's three drivers. You have a driver, you have a spotter, and then someone's sleeping. And you just rotate, whether it's four hours, eight hours, six hours, that's up to the drivers. You know, um, They just rotate. So you've always got a driver, you've always got a spotter, and you've always and, – and we're talking spotters. They'll have like thermal camera, like uh, thermal – thermal. Uh, almost like – they look like rifle scopes. They very well could be like a Pulsar thermal scope mounted on the dashboard and they get it wired through Bluetooth or something to an iPad. So they have a thermal imaging so they can drive at night and they it can see a deer. The car, but yeah, I hear you. What's that? Yeah. It, it would have to be they, outside got, the car. They, they've, got, they've got it mounted on top, like yes. on top of yeah. the car. Yeah. And it's, and it's Bluetooth or wired. I'm not sure how they do this stuff ahead of time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're seeing deer, they're seeing engines from cops or, you know, but mostly they're looking for deer and stuff running across the highway because, you know, especially if they're going most of the time, it's they going, they're going through like that Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska area in the nights, they can just go a hundred and literally 150 all night uh, to make up time because they, you can see forever, you know, Right. Uh, and, and, and all that. Anyways, um, so you have three drivers. So let's just take like me, you, and Chase. 
you know, that'd be fun to, to go. And, and a lot of these guys actually rent cars to do a cannonball. Like oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, so we can go like rent a car for a, a few days and the insurance on it. <laughs> yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is we don't have to do the 150, the 110. We could go up and rent a car in New York and start. It was the, so the, the, the cannonball starts in New York at the red ball garage. In 1971, when the original Cannonball, the guy who started Cannonball, his buddy had this garage. He said, well, we'll just go to the garage and we'll just start there. And the finish line is the Portofino Hotel in L.A. And it was a friend of theirs who at the time owned the restaurant, owned the hotel and restaurant and stuff in L.A. And so that was the finish line. And now at the Red Ball, it's kind of discreet and all that. Uh, But the Portofino, very small, but it's, it's very discreet, but it's very small, but it's there is the finish line for cannonball. So people that know, know what, what that finish line is. They take pictures next to it. It's pretty cool. Um, but like, let's, let's say the three of us rent, go to New York and we rent a car and we're, it's going to take us three days. If we want to, we're not going to stop and, and, and sleep. I and mean, we're not going to stop at a hotel. We're going to drive straight through, but we might average 80, you know, 80 miles an hour and not try to break a record, but, the three of us jump in a car and drive basically nonstop except for like, you know, fueling up for gas drive nonstop to LA just to see who cares about the time, you know? So, so I just pulled up Google map and it's 2,800 miles. This is not going to be precise. Yeah. 2776 is the short from red ball garage to the Portofino hotel. But, um, uh, port, you spell it. Portofino, P O R T O F I N O. Portofino. Portofino Island Resort. And in, in LA, is out in California? Nope. It's called the Portofino. Portofino Hotel and Marina. Santa Maybe. Monica. Santa Monica. That's it. That's the one right there. That's the finish line. The start line is the Red Ball Garage in New York. I think it's in Manhattan. Uh, garage, New York, New York. That's it. So that is the shortest route. Just it up. And they go down through like... Yeah, that's 2,800. If you're going through Iowa and all of that. Yeah, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, yeah, Arizona, Nevada, and L.A. That's twenty eight hundred and nine miles. Yeah, if that's the route lane, that everyone that's the route that everyone takes. So that's the, the cannonball route. route. If you go the southern route, it's twenty seven ninety six. So yeah. either way, this is what's interesting. Either way, it's forty two hours. Yeah, according to this, and that's right? if you're going the speed limit all the way through. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So you could with three people, you could easily do that in a oh, day. Yeah. Half, in a day. Oh half, yeah, easily. Yeah, for the, for the longest time, so um, Ed Bolian and those guys broke the record because the last cannonball was in 1979, and it stopped because the guy who was running it stopped because it was starting to get too dangerous. You know, that he was like, people are, you know, it's going to be, it started back up later on in the 2000s, but in 2013, Ed Bolian, uh, who does Vin Wiki, a uh, great YouTube channel, by the way, um, Ed and his crew did it broke like he did it like in 28 hours. Yeah. And that was by far by like by several hours, the new record. 
And then it got broken a couple years ago during COVID at 2509, basically. But we're talking in May of 2020, there was nobody on the highways because of COVID. So the record got broke like three times in a month during COVID because there was no traffic. It was just boom. So, yes, they are considered the record, but a lot of people will still say that Ed Bowling still has the record because it was non-COVID. But before that, like, the record was like 33 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking a day and a half. Yeah. You know, and and these are, you know, so even if if it took us 40 hours, you know, because we're not going to try to go 110, you know. Um, We're going to go what we think is – safe to not get a, a ticket, but um, have fun with it. But yeah, I, I think it's definitely doable. And if nothing else, bro, the memories and the stories we would have for that would be amazing, you know? Right. You would just have flights to New York and then you'd have to get to it. Yeah. But, but if you had, if you got sponsors, I mean, that would be the, the way to go. But you'd have to get to New York or LA and then you'd have to fly home from there. So, I didn't realize I was muted. Yeah. Um, but in most of the time, you know, these guys, now the guys are do it professionally. So the cannonball is, is still known to be happening, but it's still kind of like a secret society type thing where it happens all the time, but people just don't know it. But the ones that do it consistently trying to go, like not just the normal people just trying to do it, but the people that are doing it for the record, like in, they're big in that community. Obviously, everything's sponsored. You know, they're they're driving Audi R8s and freaking you know Mercedes and all of these you know, BMWs, but they're sponsors. So it's not like they're spending the money on those cars. You know, they're, right. they're everything's sponsored. But for us, I mean, you know, with with maybe connections that we have in the gun industry, because a lot of gun people are gar- are car people also. Yeah, I think I think they would do something. I think we could do it. We would have their stickers all in the car and, and do videos uh-huh. and all of that. I think we could probably get enough to sponsor the rental car, sponsor the flights up there, you know, sponsor the gas, the food, and all of that. And, and, and all of that. I, th- I think we could get enough to sponsor because wouldn't that be awesome content? You know, wouldn't that be an awesome thing for these companies to get involved with? You know? Yeah. But maybe one day, man. I, I, maybe one day, you know. I think it'd be fun. I I, I want to do it one day in my life just to say that I did it. Not not going for the record, just experience basically nonstop coast to coast, you know? Yeah, there's not any big cities. I mean, you're running south of Cleveland, south of Toledo a little ways, south of Chicago a little ways. You got to go straight through Des Moines, but that's Iowa. The biggest thing that people talk about the traffic is either New York or Los Angeles. Ah, because you got to run Got to run straight through Denver. That Denver, sucks. Denver's a big one. But here's the thing: people they talk about they they plan they plan their route Vegas. to get through Denver, either like you know in the morning before all. If you get through Denver before six a.m., that's the goal. You know, get get through Denver before the traffic hits. You know, right? Yeah, you got to get yeah. through. You got to get through Vegas. Um. Denver but and once Vegas again. be the biggest one. So yeah. But I think if you timed it right, I think if you timed it right, you could potentially hit Denver and then you could miss five o'clock traffic in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would be rolling through Cal- uh, California basically at night again. Right. 
which means you'll miss the LA traffic, you know? Some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad there all the time, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, but I just think I think it'd be awesome because you sit there and say, okay, if we we can average 75 miles an hour, or you know, if we can average because there'll be times we're going faster than that. There are times we might get, you know, that's including all the stops, that's including everything. You know, um, if you can average 75 miles an hour and, and use that as your baseline, you can kind of plan out. Okay, if we if, if it's going to take us X amount of hours to get to Denver. So what time do we need to leave New York to kind of get to Denver by X amount of time, you know, by four o'clock in the morning, you know? Right. 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 I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of fun. I, I would love to do that one day. We'd have a dash cam. We'd go live and we would have, we would have someone do mission control, set the live stream. We'd check in with them every now and then. And, you know, all that stuff. We would document everything. It'd be so much fun. I think it'd be great, great fun. Then again, if like, let's say me, you and Chase were to do that, I might not ever talk to you fools again. You know, being in a car together for 40 hours might not be fun. <laughs> possible. It's valid. But yeah, it'd be fun. Well, listen, uh, it is 11 o'clock. Uh, I've been going for, I don't know, an hour, hour and 41 minutes. Had a great time for the first kind of, Speed limit 155 live stream. I don't know if I'm going to turn this into a podcast, you know, eventually maybe down the road once you get the channel built up a little bit, do this on a more regular basis. But every now and then we'll just pop in and have fun. And and uh, thanks for Clover for hanging out with me and talking cars for a little bit. Uh, I did tell people about our up and coming Ghost and Clover podcast where that one's going to be kind of not just about guns. We'll be talking cars, we'll be talking food, music, movies, basically anything. So That'll be coming here in the next few weeks, months, but uh, go check out. I'm going to give you a few minutes to talk about all your different channels that you've got going on right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm on the Clover Tech cards now, so not a whole lot's going to be happening on it, honestly, over the, last, yeah. over the next few months because the early 23 podcast season on the main Clover Tech channel kicks off uh, next week, so. Yep. That's that's the big thing. And then uh, you know, our ghost and clover podcast too coming up pretty quick. Yep. Yeah, we're we're working on the back end of that stuff and trying to get everything planned and ready to go. But we're looking, you know, uh March being the kind of the kickoff and, and all that stuff. So we're looking forward to that for sure. Yep. Um yeah, thanks for coming on. Like I said, if you if you're interested in guns and you you like the gun stuff. Go check out our main channel, Ghost Tactical. Go check out Clover's main channel, Clover Tech. Um, he's also got the Clover Tech cards, and that's the, the sports cards and trading cards and all of that. So uh, go check that channel out as well. But uh, we're going to get out of here, and uh, thanks for everyone watching. If you are watching this, if not, then we just had about an hour and 40 minutes of talking to ourselves, which is always fun to begin with, but uh, you never know. We'll try to build this up eventually, but Considering it wasn't scheduled, it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. Odds um, are we're going to be talking probably anyway. So why this not? is true. This is true. Might as well do it live. So right. uh, thanks for Chris and for Juan for being out there and, and all that. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>